and welcome to the L2 Sports Podcast. I am your host, Lucas Cartelli, and as always, I'm here yeah. with Mr. Luca Moya. Luca, it's getting warm outside. There's no more snow for you to shovel anymore. What are your feelings about this nice weather we had today? Pretty windy out today, I'll be honest. I tried to, uh, try to play some pickup hockey on the street. just wasn't working. But you know what? I'm not going to jinx anything because after you said that, probably gonna be a friggin fall five things probably I, man. i, I wouldn't know. just over the weekend you wake up saturday morning and there's just snow all over what? the place a whiteout uh, well let's hope not because i kind of like this warm weather you, you got to go out on the weekend still and and, and shovel your, uh, your areas you gotta go you gotta go out me. whatever there's snow stop. you gotta go That's i do brutal. not stop i know NBA All-Star Game last weekend. We had our uh, our NBA fantasy draft with uh, Mr. Nick Ainetta joined us on last on last time's show. So the NBA All-Star Game, uh, Le- Team LeBron wins 170-150 over Team Le- Le- uh, Durant. Wasn't as uh, exciting as last year's. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo took home the MVP, 35 points, 3 for 3 from 3-point range, and 16 for 16 from the field. No wonder he won the MVP. Devontis Sabonis wins the skills competition. Stephen Curry, one half of the Splash Brothers, takes home the three-point contest championship. And Anfrey Simmons wins the slam dunk contest. He brought out the old Raptors Tracy McGrady jersey on one of his dunks. Absolutely fun to watch. LeBron is 4-0 when picking a team in the All-Star game, Luca. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to give you just a dumb question here because, like, why not? Okay. Can Braun be a successful GM or coach in the future if his ambition takes him that far? He's 4-0 in All-Star Games picking teams. Like, he picks these teams. I'm sure there's some strategy that goes into it. But in your expert opinion, do you think if Braun were to coach a team or GM of a team, can he be successful? Well, it helps that he picks number one every year. I mean, he's got the best player (laughs) on the court. And it also helps that this year Durant, we knew Durant was going to go with Kyrie. So it's basically, he wasn't going to pick Kyrie anyways. So he basically had two free picks before we really got down to it. The only big decision he had to make was Doncic or Kawhi. And he picked Doncic, right? Like because Embiid was taken, he needed a center. No point to take Jokic if you know he's not going to take Jokic. So, I mean, it's kind of easy for him. The reserves, I think he did a great job at it. But he's already the GM, anyways, of the Lakers. He's been the GM of the Cavs. He's been the GM of the Heat. He's been the coach of the Heat. He's been the coach of the Cavs. Like he's been everywhere. How many times you see memes saying, "Oh, Bron's going to trade you next week if you keep missing those shots," right? It's true. And I, it's it, true. It's no disrespect um, to Spolster on the Heat because I think he's a great head coach and. Frank Vogel, yeah, I think he lucked into this job because he gets to coach Anthony Davis and LeBron, and <laughs> they're just a, a great team all in all. But I think for sure I could see LeBron taking over a team. I don't know about coaching a team. I don't, I, I don't think I'd go that far. But definitely owning a team maybe like Michael Jordan and trying to beat him at that too because of all the comparisons on who's a better player. Well, we know Michael Jordan has been historically bad when it comes to owning a franchise like the Hornets. And so I, I could definitely see him buying a team and trying to make them 
you know, relevant again, whether it's a team like maybe the Pistons or a team like maybe he buys his hometown Cavaliers or a team that hasn't been relevant in a while and tries to take him to the top. I can definitely see him doing that. Good points. Good points. And he technically is kind of, he, I'm pretty sure when the GM of the Lakers and they need to make some moves, especially when he's with the Cavaliers, he had some say on who he wanted on his team, especially Kevin Love bringing him in as well, Mm -hmm. trading other guys and like going to the Cavaliers from the heat. He had a lot of decision on how much money he's going to make. I'm pretty sure because he's the best player right now, he gets to make all those decisions. Yeah, and and it helps too that uh, Rich Paul and Clutch Sports, they just have all these athletes and it's like, okay, well, like Anthony Davis, for instance, it was easy to kind of bring him to LA, not saying that, you know, the Pelicans got short end of the stick on the deal because they acquired a lot of draft picks and young players. But if LeBron wants someone, he's going to get him, And mm-hmm. he will tell the GM, listen, if you got to trade away the future, I don't care about you in five years because I'm playing now. So your future in 10 years when I'm not here doesn't really bother me as long as you win me some championships now. And, and kudos to the front offices because they do it and they're in playoff contention every single year. I'm just saying, if you have LeBron on your team, it's it's almost a guarantee that you're going to be mm-hmm. in a finals. You're going to make a finals appearance. If you look at the teams that he brought in Cleveland to the finals, especially like when it was Kyrie was hurt, Kevin Love was hurt, and it was just LeBron James taking on the Golden State Warriors. It was hard for him to do it, but like the Cavaliers made lots of finals appearances with him on the mm-hmm. roster. So I don't know. It would be interesting to see LeBron on the sideline in a nice suit, yeah. uh, coaching <laughs> coaching a team. Because I would, I think you you have a more owning a team. Like I doubt he's gonna yeah, want to go through the day to day of like running plays, running practices, and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But as the chairman or 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 president of a, of a team, he's gonna have a lot of say in uh, who he comes to. Um, also, how did you like the All Star Game? I thought it was fun. I, I like these all-star games. I think it's it's pretty cool to see players that don't play together play together, right? Like LeBron and Steph, I thought it was really fun to watch them on the same court, even though LeBron only played like 13 minutes or something like that. I liked, you know, for the time that they were on the court together, it was fun to watch Lillard and Steph taking half-court shots. Like for them, it's easy for them. Like there's actually... I would say a 30% chance, 35% chance that those shots are going to go in. So it's not like a bad shot at all. And having those two guys on the court and you pair him with, we pair them with Giannis who just Giannis had the easiest game of of his life I've ever seen. Those threes, maybe you could say he got a bit lucky, probably didn't call bank on any of them, but they went in and a lot of them were dunks or just putbacks or layups. Like it's not like he Mm -hmm. had to go through five guys like he has to do every night in Milwaukee. And he was having fun. Giannis is a great, uh, he's a kid. Let's put it that way. When it comes <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. league, he likes to have fun. That's probably what I would do, Lucas. If I was a professional athlete, I would probably have fun. I mean, it's easy for me to say sitting in my chair here at home, but mm-hmm. I would like to think I would have fun. Don't you think? Like I you know, sign autographs, be that goofy guy and make millions of dollars and just win an MVP in the all-star game. Exactly. Like, that's, that's and go nice. out and play the sport that you love every, every day. Exactly. Like how could you not have fun doing that? And mm-hmm. I think for like, for me, it's, like you see Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, I know they do it in real in-game situations, hitting those deep threes, half-court shots, but seeing all those guys like just nonchalantly just doing it, they're just 
like you said, having fun out there. It's like just a pickup game where n- nobody's really watching them. It's like almost like a behind the scenes. And you, you see all the time in practice how like when no one's watching and there's not a lot of pressure on these guys are just at shot after shot after shot after shot is just going in because there's no pressure. You're just going through the motions. And that's where I think in an all-star game like that, it's just they're just going out there, going through the motions. Let's hit some cool shots. Let's put it on a show for the fans. And saying that, this all-star game, the NBA all-star game, out of every single all-star game, Pro Bowl, uh, all-star game in baseball, do you think this is the more star-heavy star all-star game? Like we, we talked about on the last show, how the NHL tries to bring players from each team if they're deserving or not. And with the Major League Baseball, there's so many teams and there's there's like there's not really a bona fide all-star. All these guys are great at their position. There's all different positions. But do you think like what watching the NBA All-Star game, it's more star heavy and like you get like you really get to see, like you said, guys you don't usually see playing together, play together and how they mesh. I think the biggest thing, sorry, about the All-Star game is the All-Star weekend. I mm-hmm. think that is what really brings uh, the fans to come out because, yeah, we didn't see the Rising Stars Challenge, no. the celebrity game, but the NBA has it all. Like, like you have celebrities playing. You have the the young guys playing under 21 or 20. I don't know what the age limit is, but you mm-hmm. have the, the, the up-and-coming superstars in this league. And then you have the Skills Challenge, okay, and then the Three-Point Challenge and the Dunk Contest. It's, it's just really exciting. And then you have the game where you look at – MLB, for instance, I mean, it's the home run derby and that's it. I, I yeah, love the home run derby, exactly. but that's all there is, right? NHL, I think they've done a little bit of a better job than what people give them credit for. I like the skills competition a mm-hmm. lot. I think it's pretty fun to watch, and I, I'm a big fan of the three-on-three. I think it's way more exciting. You see guys who have lots of skill like Patrick Kane or, or Austin Matthews, guys like this, they have so much free ice where – you only get to see them if they go into overtime, have this much ice. And even when they do, they don't play 20 minute periods, right? It's a five minute period to get what one or two shifts in overtime period. And that's it. So I think it's pretty fun in that case, but yeah, I think the NBA does it well because of, you know, the, the challenges, man, like mm-hmm. the dunk contest is exciting. You know, it's probably stink this year, yeah. but I look forward to, don't you look forward to hearing Kenny Smith saying it's mm-hmm. over, it's over, it's over. Like, you know, like that's iconic. That's it iconic. Is. When, when you look at the home run derby, it's like, oh, oh home run. Like, there's not like an iconic <laughs> call. You know, exactly, it's just guys yeah. smacking it. And I, and I like the home run derby. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just and there's just more to do, I guess, in basketball. Yeah, I would say basketball is the mo- most entertaining. Like, I would say NBA, then NHL, because the NHL, again, has done a great job. I love the three-on-three, the three-on-three challenge with all the divisions and mm-hmm. seeing, like, these, like, the three, like you would say, like Austin Matthews, Steven Stamkos, and you let's just say uh, Patrice Bergeron all play on the line and see how these guys mesh together and they have all that open ice, plus that skills competition. But then you have baseball and you have to sit through nine innings of just like pitch after pitch after pitch. It's not really like a a really intense game, I would have to say. And you see a different pitcher every, every, every inning, new players coming in and out of the game. It's, it's fun to see all these guys play together and you get to see all like the shenanigans in the dugout and all that, but it, it's really not that entertaining as an NBA or NHL game. And then you have the pro bowl in the NFL. And I know re- in 
in the, these recent years, they have that that skills thing where they hit all the targets or they play they dodgeball. They don't even televise it. They don't even televise it here. Yeah. You got to go on and YouTube. I'm, you got to go on yeah. YouTube and watch it. And I'm like, yeah. I, I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it like fun and get these guys yeah. to participate in like a weekend, I guess. And then you watch the Pro Bowl and it's, it's really just like guys going through the motions. For me, I think the NHL is at its best and the NFL. I'm so glad the NBA brought this back. I love the fantasy drafts. I love it because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, who are they going to take? Who would I take here? What would I do this? I, you know how many career modes I do in, in all these games on the PS4? I, I love that that stuff. So just to see like, oh, who's he going to pick? Who's he going to pick? Like the fantasy draft for the NBA is like, what, 30 minutes? Okay, but it's entertaining. Yeah. Can you imagine doing it back, bringing that back for the NHL or doing that for football like they used to? You got to build a whole team. It's pretty cool. Like like baseball, I guess like there's there's can't really do trick shots in baseball like you can in basketball. Can't do alley oops off the backboard, throw it from behind court and see if it goes in baseball. It's you throw and you hit. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna pretty throw it between. Yeah, you're not gonna throw it between your legs or bat <laughs> lefty if you're a righty. Like it's yeah. just not gonna happen. You know, the, and and that really happens. I've never seen a a pitcher go out there and just for jokes throw an underhand softball. And yeah. see if the guy can crank it. They don't because I guess MLB wants to keep it competitive. But they. But took we are forgetting. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We are forgetting that they used to play for home field advantage in the World Series. So that, yeah, I guess, brings nothing. an aspect to to uh, to watch the All-Star game. But now it's like, eh, let, let's just go out there, throw a couple yeah. pitches, and that's pretty much it. These And these guys aren't really throwing hard. You really don't want to get injured in an All-Star no. game. And then you have the whole second half of the season, which is most important in a baseball mm-hmm. season as well. Well, moving on to baseball, that's our next topic here. Uh, like I said at the start of the show, weather's getting better. Hopefully, uh, Luke and I can get out on the diamond, maybe crack, crank some dingers, catch some fly balls, or for in Luca's case, drop some fly balls. Yeah, fly balls aren't my thing. The Toronto Blue Jays, 6-4 and four in this spring training. They just got a win over the Detroit Tigers today, 10-6. to six. George Springer, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Alejandro Kirk, and Randall Grigic all homered. Vladdy was actually two for three today with four RBIs and that home run. Staying on the topic of Vladdy, and I, I know when the season starts, I want to do more of like a, a Major League Baseball season preview. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll dive deeper into the Jays when, when we get there. But Vladdy Guerrero, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. has transformed his body over, over the, the offseason. He, he lost a significant amount of weight. Do you, what kind of player do you portray him has into his future? Like if you had a crystal ball right now and you wanted to see Vladdy Guerrero's future, what player do you see him becoming? I think Edwin, mm-hmm. Edwin Encarnacion, I think. Um, he, he, and if, if he, they, if he can live up to that, that's great because he was a great player for the Jays, right? He would, uh, what, 30 plus home runs, over 90 RBI, and I mean, again, his de- he wasn't known for his defense, but they want to put Vladdy at third or first or wherever they want to put him. They want to put him in the field, and I get that. But where's Vladdy going to make his money? It's hitting that ball. If I'm the Jays, I guess you want to see if you got some versatility. And baseball, it seems like there's no loyalty. Like, they'll just trade Vladdy to the Yankees in 10 years, and it's like, okay, well, there it goes. So maybe – bring up his value, but there's no reason to put Vladdy in the field for me. I would just have him hit. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I don't need to see Vladdy dive for ground balls. There's other guys on the team that can do that. 
Okay, there's there, there's other guys that can play third. I don't need to see Vladi make a barehanded play. I don't. Go in there, just hit me some bombs, get on base, and do that. We have guys who can defend. And by we, I mean Toronto. There's no point. Why? Why? I, I, I don't see... I don't see the purpose of putting him out in the field. And mm-hmm. if you are going to put him out in the field, have him stand at first. And I know he probably, he, I'm going to say this nicely. He stunk at first last year. He stunk. First okay? year. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. First year. Fine. Now you're going to put him on the corner. Oh, come on. Lucas, it, come on. It, the I, only guys that deserve to be on the corner are Machado and Aaron Otto. That's it. Okay. <laughs> we don't have one of those. And he ain't going to be of one of those. No. Okay? He's not going to be one of those. And, Again, okay, maybe you want to see how versatile he can be, but just stand in the box and hit. I don't need to see it. I don't need to, I don't care if he can field the ground ball. Do you? Because I don't. I don't care. That, that's not what we signed him for. Did no. we sign him to be Defensive Player of the Year or Kevin Pillar? No. I want him to hit. That's it. I don't care. Yeah, I, I see your point. At the start, when Vladi had all that hype, before he even was on the Jays, we're like, yes, this is our third baseman of the future. This is our third baseman of the future. And, like, I'm just – I've always, like – now that I see Vladdy, now he's moved to first base, I'm like, imagine we still had Josh Donaldson on this team. Huh. At third base. Yeah, there you go. And it, it just it just boggles my mind. I've heard rumors that when Stroman and Batista, they got together, like, a couple of years ago, they're always wondering why that team, the 2015 and the 2016 teams – aren't still weren't still together in the next coming years and why they blew it up. That's all rumors and conspiracy theories, but imagine Josh Donaldson at third base still. And then you have Vladdy DHing. Yeah. If the Jays were willing to, to pay their MVP, the guy they brought in and won an MVP for for the franchise, some money, the player I see Vladdy becoming is David Ortiz. Flat out. He's going to play some first okay. base when you need him. If the Jays can make it to a World Series and they're going to have to, if they change the rule back where the National League has to, uh, there's pitchers have to hit, then he's going to have to play first. But I really think he should really, like you said, transition into a DH. That's it. Or first. You're, not on the He's going to be not on the corner. He can't play. He can't play third base. As much as, as much as he's going to get in shape and practice and practice practice it's his bat that the the blue jays want and it's the black bat that the blue jays need the major league baseball left vladimir guerrero jr off the top 100 players coming into this season this year luca he was not on that list and based on all the hype around him he doesn't make that list because he has not been playing up to his potential and that's what i'm worried about for him he's like gonna bat sixth in the jays lineup and a couple of years ago, we were all projecting him to bat third or fourth. I just think he's going to be a David Ortiz that's going to hit for way more average and a little bit less home runs. But he's going to be a DH down the road in the next couple of years for sure. He's going to have to be. He's mm-hmm. going to have to be. Again, why? I don't get it. I don't get the obsession. I don't care. Like, Why? Because when you're a kid, you always want to make those diving stops at third, get up and throw the guy out at first. Really... For me, as a left-handed thrower, I loved playing first base when I played baseball. I just love doing that stretch and catching the ball and, like, picking yeah, it off the fine. dirt. But that's different. But, like, when you're playing third your whole life, like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did, 
But this is it's hard to give up, Luca. Why why waste time doing ground balls when when that time that you're doing those ground ball drills or whatever, working on your arm, you can maybe bring your average up by five or get an extra five, 10 RBI uh, on a couple bombs here or there. Mm-hmm. Why do that? Work on your plate discipline. That's what we're going to know Vladdy for. Like you said, David Ortiz at DH. I said Edwin because that's probably that, – that's a comparison I can see. Yeah. But we, we're both on the same page. He's gonna Again, Edwin, he's going to have a great average. The, what we've seen in the, in the, in the minors is his, his over 300 average. I think he's going to hit for average once he gets comfortable at the plate. And he, again, mm-hmm. like you said, learns some plate discipline, learns what his pitches are. Because when he connects, his home run left the bat at 111 miles per hour, Luca. Like if he gets if he gets contact with that, even if it's a a, a ground ball, it's gonna it's gonna surprise some outfield uh, infielders, and those are gonna squeak through for sure. And if he gets under it, which I think that's what his swing needs to really work on, he's he's swinging too down on it. That's why you always see Vladdy ground out or hit it hit it through hit it through the infield. He's got to start getting under it so we can with that bat speed and the, the velocity that it comes off the bat, those are going to go out in home run ballparks if we ever make it to a Rogers Center again. In a Rogers Center type ballpark or a Fenway Park or a Yankee Stadium, those are going out, no problem. And I think the good thing is too is you talked about him batting six and stuff. I think the pressure's off him a little bit mm-hmm. because Bichette's probably better than what we thought. We knew he was going to be oh, good. for but, sure. But he's way better than we thought. He surprised uh, me that, he, yeah. that he's that he's come up uh, and shown mm-hmm. this much potential in such a short time. Exactly. Him, Kevin, he's still pretty good. I, mm-hmm. I, was, I was a little hard on him last year, but I, I, you know what? He, he's really sh- – he's shown me some things. Springer. Jay's spent the most Springer. money. Jay, Jay spent the most money in free agency this year, $186 billion and change. Really? A lot of money. Wouldn't it be the San Diego Padres? No, that's what I thought, but everything was by trade, right? wasn't really okay. – That yeah, is they spent right. the most money. Yeah, they spent the most money by 26 million from the next team. I think it was the Phillies. And when you do that, it's obviously you're in a win mode now. You think you got the team to do it, and why not? The Jays have been saying they're going to be aggressive for years now, and they finally did it. I think the pressure being off, Laddie, is going to help them a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get as many opportunities to get the RBI like we talked about, but batting six, all the attention's on Springer now. Bichette's getting uh, recognition. He was, he was around 50 on that top 100 players, just like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So the MLB is starting to notice these guys are not giving Vladdy respect. And I think for him, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because now he can just focus on his game. He doesn't have to worry about being that prize possession that the Jays bought, um, what, five years ago or whatever it was. He could just focus on being himself and not field ground balls. That's it. <laughs> well, the Jays, our season is coming up. It's going to start mm-hmm. April 1st. I think they're taking on the Yankees starting opening day so that's going to be a tough a tough opening day series for them let's move on we got a little new segment we like to call love it or leave it we've done this a hundred times i would have to say not a hundred times but we've done it a lot in our old csm days it was always our Mm go-to game i love playing this game because you get to hear some of the hot takes from who is on the show today so luca first question for you Love it or leave it. Blake Griffin is a Brooklyn net. 
I like the word like better. I'm not really, <laughs> not really into this love. I mean, it's good for them. I, I'll say love it because I, I, I love it more than I, than I believe it because I think Brooklyn need another big, not that he's a center, but I respect Blake Griffin, man. I, I didn't really like his game coming out of Oklahoma. And he, he's, he's been known for this athletic guy jumping over the car. The Clippers, not feet. Oklahoma. Yeah. No, no. No, that, that's the university. Uh, oh, university. Sorry, sorry. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah, University of Oklahoma. I didn't like his game coming out then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought when he was on the Clippers, Lob City, and all that, he was just one of those products of Chris Paul. But he's really adapted his game into what the league is going towards. Too, we talked about speaking of the show, shooting the ball. And he's not like he's not Steph. But he's respectable. You got to respect him a little bit from behind the arc now. And I respect his game and for him improving that. I think it's good for the, the Nets because they traded literally their whole bench away for Harden. So they're going to need someone. And they got him on the veterans minimum. Why not? Everyone's building up to stop a 36-year-old. That's what's happening. I saw this on TikTok, Luca. And it really made TikTok. sense. My, fr- my friend Michael, doing? he sent me this video. And I totally agree with him. The same question was asked. It was a a podcast like ours. And it was asked, how do you like um, Blake Griffin go to the Nets? And the guy responded like this. Blake Griffin, Meg Griffin, Peter Griffin, Lakers in six. That's all I have to say. Yeah, see? As much as Brooklyn wants to keep adding names and names and names, eventually there's just going to be too many guys that the the ball's not going to make it to everybody luca when it comes down to a a finals appearance if brooklyn can even get there the ball can only go to so many hands in a game and when you got blake griffin kevin durant kyrie irving james harden three of four i would have to say have really really big egos when it comes to i need the ball in my hands in crunch time or during the whole game the lakers they won the championship last year they got lebron james anthony davis they see he's a 36 year old man and they're gearing up for heavy to take him on in the playoffs luca so that's all i have to say about that i i'm I'm leaving it okay Next, this is one of your questions, actually. Dream free agent signing for your NFL team. Hmm. I'm going to love it on an offensive lineman for the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, there's been rumors that Russell Wilson isn't happy in Seattle because he has no protection. Yes, I hate listening to those because I'm scared that if I don't want Russell Wilson to leave. He's one of my he's. The reason I'm a Seahawks fan is because Russell Wilson is the quarterback. He's small. He's athletic. He, he, he plays bigger than he is. And it, I, I see some of that. in. That's me. not and you. I, if that's what you're going to say, that's not, are you, you kidding me in the CSM it. bowl, Luca, when you found me for that touchdown, it was like, it was like, yeah, well, because I was throwing it. Yeah. You're like Tyler matter, Lockett. If you really want to say something like that again, Tyler Lockett, another small guy, but he plays big. He plays with heart and he's one of the, the best receivers in the game right now. Just another reason why I like the Seahawks. But I love Russell Wilson as, as, as well. Great quarterback. One of arguably top three quarterbacks in all of the NFL right now. And when rumors are circling that he wants to leave the Seattle Seahawks because he doesn't feel protected, 
What do you got to do? You got to go get in the offensive line. We need Trent Williams, Joe Thune. Those guys are free agents right now. Kansas City just dropped a whole bunch of their offensive line. I saw a meme. <laughs> it was uh, oh, Patrick Mahomes snap. Memes. They're so funny. And the NFL <laughs> memes account, you follow it too. Don't. I always see Luca Moya like this photo. Yeah, okay. Patrick Mahomes snapping the ball. He's got no offensive line, and you just see Tampa Bay's offense yeah, like that. No, That's going to be him next season. So for me, it's, a, it's an offensive lineman. And I'm guessing you're leaving the trade rumor. Yeah, I'm leaving it. Don't don't <laughs> talk to me about that. Do not okay. want to listen to that. Okay. I'm loving well, it on the offensive lineman. I love it for the Patriots. I think I'd love anything. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterback, defensive I'd end. Love, I'd love a time machine. Is what I would love to go back in time. I I think that is my big big free agent signing. Is if we could just get Brady back, maybe or Gronk or anyone. Um, but no, I I think a, a receiver. You got Julian Edelman. Oh, stop it! Blast from I the past. A, yeah, no, I think a receiver. Uh, but again, you need a quarterback. I think the Patriots are too. Um, they're too proud when they should have tanked last year or not tank, but lose games. I should have lost. And now they're picking too high. And now I hear, Oh, they're in the market for a quarterback. Oh yeah. Well, why'd you win those games at the end of the year? You didn't have to do anything. I think I'd love a Stefan Gilmore trade, to be honest with you. I think get the value on them. Now they should have done it last year. Get some value, get some draft picks. New England has done a terrible job drafting. I think I'd love to get more draft capital. That's what I want. And to spend the money. We have so much money. New England. I, I just say we because I, I feel connected. Yeah, to this I guy. got you. I got you. No, you no hard feelings. Mean. Thank you. I would love it if they spent some money. Not all of it because I still want some for next year. But get some draft capital. Trade these players. Dante Hightower, great. Love them. Patrick Chung, great. Love them. Cut them. Get more cap. Sign some younger players. And let's do this thing. And let's contend back in the division. Leave it. Leave trading up for a quarterback. Just don't do it. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to see it because you're going to be trading probably this year's first. You might have to trade uh, next year's first. The only trade I would probably accept is 15 and Gilmore maybe to move up in the draft to get a quarterback that I actually like. And that has nothing to do with me. If the team likes a guy over what I like, they're going to take it. They don't care what Luca Moya says. But there's only, I think, two guys, three guys I'd be willing to trade up for. And that's Fields, Trevor Lawrence, if Jacksonville Jaguars want to be nice. And maybe Zach Wilson. <laughs> They're not doing that, Luca. I don't think anybody uh, is no. that dumb to trade that. But I think Trevor I would Lawrence leave. Pick. Yeah, I, I would leave trading up for a quarterback because I just don't think New England trading all their draft capital with the roster they have constructed is going to do well with that young QB anyways. Love it or leave it. Dak Prescott's new contract, four years, $160 million. 126 of that guaranteed, Luca. He's going to make $66 million as a signing bonus. He's going to get $75 million in his first year. And then for the next three years, it's $42 million per year. Wow, that's a lot of money for a guy that really hasn't done much for your franchise. I... So I'm leaving that contract. I'm sorry. Jerry Jones. I think good for Dak Prescott. He's probably loving it right now. Good for him. He's making a boatload oh, yeah. of money for the next four years. <laughs> but come on, Dallas. Come on. 
I'm, you're gonna think I'm crazy. I love it. I and I don't I don't like it. Sorry. Re- this is the this is the problem. This is why it's a lot of money because they've handed out stupid and I'm talking stupid contracts in Dallas. Demarcus Lawrence for me overpaid. Zeke overpaid. Cooper overpaid. All of those guys. Jalen Smith overpaid they are overpaying all these guys and now they just signed Dak for 40 million dollars the the contract for Dak I think is worth it because you look at Dak what is a free agent or quarterback in the draft are you going to get as good as Dak are you going to take the risk on that probably not okay you look at Dak's contract 42 million dollars you said averages out the market is going to keep getting higher and higher at the time Russell Wilson 35 million dollars a year was the highest and look where the market's at now so in four years three years 42 million dollars Dak's probably going to be the fourth highest paid quarterback, the fifth, something around there. So it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Hopefully COVID stops, knock on wood, because please, I can't deal with this again. But (laughs) if the cap goes up higher, like we all think it's going to go, you know, if we have another season, I think the contract is fine. $40 million for a quarterback, 42. Do I think he's worth that? Probably not. But to keep him around on the team, I think it's a pretty good bargain. But those other contracts, Lucas, is the reason, and I'm going to stick by it, that Dallas is always this Toronto Maple Leafs mentality. Yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs mentality. Stanley <laughs> Cup. We're going to win a Super Bowl this year, boys. Yeah. Yeah, Dak Prescott, baby. Is but that always the excuse for, for big contracts now, Luca? Are you going to say every time somebody gets signed to a big contract, oh, but in the next three years, it's going to be nothing. <laughs> Well, but, but for real, though, quarterback's the hardest position to find. What other team are you going to trade You're right. For? You're right. I know. I'm just saying. But I get it. It's a lot of money. 160 million guys coming off an in, in, uh, injury-riddled year. He was out pretty much the whole season. Dallas was not impressive, even, like, with Dak Prescott behind center for the time they had him. Yeah. I don't know. But I just, like this. I don't, let's I don't just say like you it. were Dak, right? Let's say you were Dak. And oh, you I'd be loving this. it right now. I got no, yeah, making 160 see, million. Okay, but you see these ridiculous contracts being put out towards your team. You're not going to say anything. Obviously, they're your teammates. No. You and Zeke Congratulations. Get the bag, boys. Get the bag, boys. And then you complain when the boys are out of the playoffs. Well, that's because you can't afford anyone because <laughs> you're giving out these ridiculous contracts to one-year wonders. I'm sorry. Those three contracts, even four, if you want to include Smith, terrible on Dallas's front. Even if you shed $3 million on all of their contracts, that's $12 million extra in cap space. You can sign probably two quality players to help with your defense. It, it, <laughs> Good for Dak, though. Rinse them, Dak. baby. Rinse the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones. Love it or leave it. We got some trade rumors here. Mr. Okay. Jack Eichel of the Buffalo Sabres rumored mm. to be traded maybe to the New York Rangers. Also, Mr. Taylor Hall, the one-year wonder that the D- Dallas, or pardon me, Buffalo Sabres signed is rumored to be traded as well. Maybe to the Toronto Maple Leafs I've been oh, listening to. Oh, stop it. I leave it Where on the Toronto Maple Leafs. get no. this, man? Stop I it. Get it. I have sources. People can't, if see, you, your, people you can't, can't see your face right now. That is the biggest pile of you-know-what. The Toronto Maple Leafs are looking for a top six forward to play with John Tavares and William Nylander. Just like every team uh, looking for a top six forward. Luca, listen. With what cap are you going to sign him? Buffalo will retain half of it, buddy. That's why it is. That's even better. But here we go. This is why I'm leaving that deal because everywhere Taylor Hall has gone, it's been... 
we don't like him. <laughs> He's had one good year with New Jersey, and after that, boom, it's gone. Oh. You know what I mean? He was in the Oilers, first first overall pick to the Oilers. What happened to there? He got traded to New Jersey for nobody, Mr. Adam Larson. He won the MVP that year, but it should have been Nathan McKinnon. We all agree on that. Yes. Then the next year in New Jersey, did squat, gets traded to Arizona. Really didn't hear much of him in Arizona. Now he signs this big deal with Buffalo for one year. And where's Buffalo? Last place. I don't like Taylor Hall. He's a great player. Great player. I just don't like him on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. How did this become? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to maneuver some of these topics into the Toronto Maple Leafs. Come on, man. Who do you, no, I, who do you I, think I, you're talking to? Yeah, I, I, I'm leaving both because number one, <laughs> Buffalo's not trading Michael. Number two, no one wants Hall. Very simple. Not with that cap hit. Maybe if it's at the deadline and there's a team under the cap that can do it. Buffalo ain't retaining salary just to get Taylor Hall off their hands when he's expired, anyways, unless they got a first round pick. Who's trading the first round pick for Taylor Hall? For an MVP caliber player? I don't know, Luca. Crazier things have happened. Oh, I wouldn't. All right. We're running out of time here, so let's get a couple questions, uh, more questions in. There's going to be no Lionel Messi or no Ronaldo in the Champions League round of 16. This is the first time ever this has happened in the last 16 years. Is this the end of the era, an end of an era? For these two players in Champions League soccer, Luca, love it or leave it. Yeah, love it wow. if they stay at the, if they stay at these clubs. Yeah, oh yeah, Barca's going completely downhill. Um, the youth program hasn't done a great job. Management's a mess. And Juve, I was talking to my buddy the other day, they're more interested in building their market compared to bringing in these class players. Listen, no one has the. The Bali, if you want to say it in Italian, to let Ronaldo go. I'm sorry. Let him go. How much money is he going to make when you can make the rest of the team better? $31 million? For what? For what? They won nine Scudettos in a row. Your objective is to win Champions League, and you've gotten knocked out to Ajax, Lyon, and now Porto. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You got to let him go. You got to make the team better. You got to get younger. Never forget when Juve wanted Bernadeschi over Mbappe. That's another story. We're not going to get into that, but look how that's turning out. That's why Juve management needs to wake up. Someone needs to go. And so does Ronaldo and Messi if they want to do something better. Because Messi, if he stays at Barca, the way this team is going, they're not going anywhere. And Juve is going downhill. Love it or leave it. The NHL has proposed a new draft format some of the terms include limiting teams to two lottery wins per five years allowing clubs to only jump up 10 spots rather than go to the top three and reducing lottery picks from just three to two do you love it or leave it because i i just don't like it I just don't. Why do you got to yeah. change everything and make something make it so difficult? It's the lottery. If if you guys don't want to tell us that it's not rigged in some sort of way, don't change the oh limiting teams to two lottery picks every five years. Just yeah. let the luck of the draw take it, because we I all know that. there there is a little bit of conspiracy conspiracy around, especially NBA and the NHL draft lotteries. 
But I say leave it. Leave it the way it is. It's working. I love when teams get all mad because New Jersey jumped up from 14 to number three or two or one. It, it, it's, it adds some drama. And it adds some, again, with that drama, a team that you don't think is going to get the first overall pick. In a blink of an eye, they're getting a, first, a top three or top five pick. I'd leave it. All these leagues... They always want to be competitive. They want all their teams to be competitive, but at the same time, they don't allow the teams at the bottom to get better. I'm sorry. I like the way the NFL does it. Sometimes, Lucas, you got to tank. You just need to tank. If there's if there's some next LeBron or some next McDavid on the board, tank. I don't care. Tank, get that player, build it up again, because this way you're allowing teams like New Jersey, who's, yeah, they're at the bottom of the league, but how about the Rangers last year? They jump up all these spots. For mm-hmm. what? Okay, we'd have a different conversation if it was like that for Buffalo. Maybe they would have made the playoffs if they won the McDavid sweepstakes. Okay, the Leafs, they're the last team, I think, in the last, I don't know, what, five years since Matthews got drafted to actually win the lottery when they were projected to win. So why can't it always be like that? Why can't every team who's last, like Ottawa, for example, why they should get number one? If you're the worst team in the league, you should have the best chance to pick first. I don't want to hear this. Lo- well, that oh, just let, hear this. But that's just, it's just because then they don't want teams to just put, put. Okay. The, so let the, me ask the, you a question. Have you seen the movie major league? Have you seen that movie? No, but do I got to watch it? Yeah. It's a great movie actually with Charlie Sheen. And oh, okay. it's, it's about the, the Cleveland Indians. They want to move their franchise. So they, they sign all these, all these bad players hoping that they would stink. And then they end up winning uh, winning the pennant against the New York Yankees. Well, you, so just, you just spoiled the movie for everyone who didn't watch it, including me. Oh my gosh. Well, you should watch. It's a classic movie. Um, I know. I'm just it saying just, Lucas, it avoids why? tanking. Why, like, why okay, would you but- want to watch the Detroit Red Wings and Ottawa, Ottawa centers just tank and put like nobody's on the ice just to get a first round. Like it's got to be competitive. Okay. That's what the NHL and the NBA are still trying to do. Okay. So would you rather them tank for one year? Or be absolutely terrible for five. Just because they get Luca, just because they get one, one pick doesn't mean they're gonna be. As soon as they get that first overall no, pick, because they take the inc- they're gonna be. That's gonna. Oh, but their they're thing. gonna include their. Ch- it's gonna increase their chances, and you know it. it I'm just saying. I th- I just don't. I. I what's like the point the of putting them? What's the point of putting all the balls in the freaking vacuum? And sucking up the Rangers ball. Like, what's the point of that, man? No, I'm serious. The TV, the that's what it is. That's what it is. And to add on your, to your stat, the last place team has only picked first twice in the last nine years. So, See? Like, come again. On. And, of course, it, it doesn't pay to be last, teams, baby. Right? Toronto Austin was one of those two baby. Austin Matthews. That's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the L2 Sports Podcast. We will see you next week for Luca Moya. I'm Lucas Catelli. We went a little long because that was a really fun episode. It's like 10 o'clock right now. Yeah. On a Thursday night. I got to work tomorrow. Thanks a lot, Luca. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for Luca Moya, I'm Lucas Catelli. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.